It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Wednesday episode of Locked On Raptors, we're talking about the things that we're rooting for the hardest from this Raptors season. Is it particular players? Is it on-court trends or things we want to see? We'll dig into all of it today with Katie Heindel from Dime, our favorite guest in the whole wide world. We're talking about rooting interests. It's Positivity Corner on a Wednesday, baby. Let's get to it. Oh, because like, when I shot, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the bridge of the Hail Mary 3 by Mo Get that garbage out of here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 1258 of Locked on Raptors for Wednesday, October the 12th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I have been covering the Toronto Raptors going on now nine seasons, which is insane uh, on various different platforms. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked on Raptors. And you can follow, subscribe to, rate and review the podcast for free on all your favorite podcast apps. We are also on YouTube for free every single day. If you want to see my mug, just go over to YouTube, hit the big red subscribe button, and then you have guaranteed, you'll get notifications when my mug is to be seen, which is good i think i think maybe who's to say either way thank you for supporting the show thank you for making us your first listen of the day and uh we got a fun show on tap today is we're going to dig into the things that we're rooting for the hardest from this raptors season particular players that we have a keen interest in hoping they succeed things we're hoping to see on the floor we're going to do so with katie heindel from dime the jet setting reporter herself katie how are you <laughs> i'm good i'm good i guess that's true i haven't been on in a minute because I was mm-hmm. away, but I'm back now working <laughs> on everything I was doing <laughs> while I was away. <laughs> yeah, you were uh, down in California yay, doing a couple of stories in Sacramento and San Francisco. Very excited to see how those turn out, but also very excited to have you back on the podcast here. And uh, let's just dive in, shall we, Katie? We're going to mm-hmm. dig into the things, our hopes, our dreams, the things we're rooting for the most from this Raptors season. We have three things each that we've come up with. We have not yet revealed them to each other. This format seems to work for whatever we do on the podcast, so we'll just roll with it. We did it yesterday with Jamar uh, on the things we've learned from the preseason, so we're just going to roll with the tried-and-true method here. Katie, I will put it to you first. What is the number one thing you are rooting for from this Toronto Raptors season, a particular player, whatever it might be, what you got? Oh, gee. OG and an OB. Um. OG, all right. I like it. <laughs> yeah. He was almost yeah. on my list. Didn't make my list, but he was almost there. I'm why are you rooting you so hard for OG? Because I think he's I never... knew you were going to pick him. That's why you he's knew on my because list, but... <laughs> it's like my perennial, like it's my perennial answer for these, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm not tired of it. And I hope people aren't because mm-hmm. we haven't. Because you can't be tired of a thing we haven't even seen yet, which is like OG at a hundred percent, right? Mm-hmm. You know, getting the season, the season he needs, the season he deserves. 
Um, that's what I'm hoping to see. I am with you. I, I think OG is a really easy guy to root for. His style of play is exceptionally fun to watch. It's really satisfying to watch him block the three-pointers of very good players like Zach Levine and Trey Young. It's one of the most satisfying things there is in watching Toronto Raptors basketball. I guess for me, I didn't put him on my list just because like, I feel like I already appreciate what OG is. And so mm-hmm. like I, it's sort of like an accepted, oh, he's awesome. I don't need to root for him becoming awesome because he's already awesome. And that's fine to me. Is there a particular part of his game that you are kind of zeroing in on is like, okay, th- this is the thing I'm really, really, really stoked to watch. Like, is it the offensive expansion? Is it furthering his all defense case, whatever it might be? What you got as, as far as like a particular thing you're rooting for to really pan out for OG this season? I mean, those two things to me are pretty intrinsically linked. I think back to like some of my favorite OG moments in like his earlier seasons. And those were the the times when he really unsettled some star players, you know, like mm-hmm. when you pop up alongside LeBron James or Anthony Davis uh, and just like seem to spook them, like in mm-hmm. the way that they're like, where did he come from? You know, James Harden in his to... first ever start. Yes. Yeah. Remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, OG has a real knack for that. And I say like that's pretty intrinsically linked because usually that will lead to a turnover, you know, like he'll mm-hmm. be able to like knock the ball away or just intercept a pass or kind of startle them so much that they're, like they don't, they just like seriously lose, like they like lose their handle or like lose their feet mm-hmm. under them. Um, and uh, that will result in like, yeah, a, a great, uh, a great turnover for the Raptors. But so I don't know, to me, the, the offensive expansion, well, mm-hmm. I do really want to see it. I think a lot of this stuff will naturally click together just be like when he gets the kind of runway in the minutes. You know, like that's what I want to see the most. Like I want to see a season where, you know, I see OG playing like 28 plus minutes a game. Yeah. And like playing 68 plus games and not missing giant swaths of time for weird fluke injuries. So it's a presence. It's like his presence at both ends of the floor, because I think that's going to be so impactful, especially when you look at the roster and you're like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. like it's like a lot of new personnel here right like Mm -hmm. and how like what his imprint on them is going to be if he gets that kind of gameplay right if he gets that kind of presence because like the way that i think pascal siakam and fred van vliet shape other athletes in their orbit Mm -hmm. i want that for og too you've only it's a really good point with like i guess with scotty barnes a little bit but yeah like Mm -hmm. he hasn't been there as much as those other two so i want to see yeah how he how his influence kind of like gently or more forcefully (laughs) like melds and shapes the team around him. I think that's a really, really good point. And I think for me, the thing I'm most rooting for with OG is just for him to kind of like get the recognition for what an insanely good defensive player he is Mm -hmm. more than anything else. Like he should have been all defense in 2019-20 where the Raptors were the number two defense in the league. And it was either him or Marc Gasol who was most responsible. Gasol played like 45 games. So I sort of err on, hey, that was probably OG's all defense to lose. Doesn't get it. Hasn't really been back in the fringes of the conversation the last couple of years because of the health stuff. But like... Mm-hmm. He's incredible. He's so good. He's like a dragon playing defense. And I feel like 
like Macau Bridges, his entire career is just OG Ananobi's stolen valor to me. Like, it, like OG is Miles Bridges, except bigger and stronger and probably a little bit better at basketball. And yet he doesn't quite get that sort of notoriety because he's missed a ton of time. And, you know, he plays for the Raptors, which is part and parcel to the whole thing, too. But, yeah, I, I think... Rooting hard for OG to get on an all-defense team and kind of get that recognition is a really, really good way to go into the season. And you might have convinced me I can't put him in retroactively as one of my top three things I'm rooting for now, no. but now I maybe am doing that in my brain. Uh, <laughs> for me, number one, this is chalk. If everyone, if anyone's listened to this podcast ever, you know that I'm a Pascal Siakam head. I am a believer in Pascal Siakam. I've always been, and I think he rocks. And I am just rooting for him to have an encore performance of what he did last year, maybe even a little bit better. Look, just cause like he's a really easy guy to root for his career arc is really fascinating. And I think unique in the way you had the meteoric rise, the precipitous drop off the undue criticism in a lot of re regards as well. And then the season last year he had was so incredible. And I would really hate for there to be any sort of backslide or stagnation, which I don't think there's going to be. But if that did happen, I feel like the creeps would come out of the woodwork again, be like, you gotta trade Pascal Siakam, eh. Like, they would do the, the the crazy person thing that they were doing for the last two years, and that's stupid, because Pascal Siakam rules. Uh, what degree to which are you rooting for? Was that a sentence? I don't know. Uh, how much do <laughs> you root for Pascal now. to kind of... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how much you root for Pascal to repeat or improve upon what he did last year? I'm rooting a pretty hard for Pascal. Um, mm -hmm. I think he'll be... I mean, he, he gets better every season. I think the, mm -hmm. the comments and like kind of the detractors always come when it's like the expect it's like not good enough, but then it's mm -hmm. like, you never, the thing with people who did, who kind of detract from Pascal or, or like um, seem to want him to fail is they never actually then set out to say what the measuring stick is. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's like you're always. Oh no, it's short. he's not a top five player in the NBA, yeah. which is an insane measuring stick for anybody. Yeah, but like you're always falling short of a like some make believe mark, right? If you don't actually mm -hmm. set out to what it is. But I'm pretty excited for him to just like see another year in like the maturation of his game on the floor. I think we saw flashes of it of him like dropping some bad habits mm -hmm. <laughs> that have maybe like stuck with him uh through his career like up to this point uh i think there's not going to be a lot of space for bad habits if that makes sense um this season again just mm -hmm. with like how full this roster is and how ready some of these other guys are to get minutes um mm -hmm. not that i'm not saying also pascal's minutes are at risk there's he's like probably one of the only guys on the team that that's not the case with mm -hmm. um but yeah i think like with pascal Honestly, with a lot of Raptors players, and that's why it's like we are very biased, but I think it's also why it's such an exciting team that no one can really pin down is because the extent to which guys can improve every mm. year, it, it just seems like it's it's like anyone's guess, right? And like yeah. anyone's guess in terms of like the specific kind of improvements. I'm like, like who's coming back with like a better three-point shot? Who's coming back with like a better improved handle? Who's coming back and is now like suddenly – a defensive juggernaut like those are the kinds of the things that you have to actually wait for the mm -hmm. season to unfold to see as a raptors fan which again mm -hmm. it's just like it no two games are the same again very that can be very frustrating but that also pays off like in dividends with players like pascal siakam when it's like sure he could take another leap right mm -hmm. like that that's never 
that's always something I'm just happy to like sit back and wait for because it seems like it always happens, which is like a very spoiled thing to have yeah. as a fan. The Raptors, like at this point, you have to kind of believe the track record that they're able to make players into better players mm -hmm. over time. And like it does make this sort of developmental track very fluid and unpredictable and can kind of dart in all these different directions. And Pascal obviously is the most extreme example maybe of all of that. So yeah, mm -hmm. like I, I'm not putting it past him sort of adding to what he did last year. And I'm to go back to the thesis of the podcast, rooting extremely hard for it, Katie. It would be very <laughs> cool to see Pascal do the sort of, uh, you know, make the all-star team sort of, you know, do the encore. I, I often don't like when bands do encores. I think it's stupid and a waste of everybody's time. Just play the extra songs, please. But in this case, give me that encore, baby. I love it. Uh, we're going to continue on here, Katie, and dig into the second things that we are rooting very hard for on this year's Toronto Raptors team. Before we do that, however, got to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks who have made daily fantasy easy, fun, just the very best thing in the whole wide world. And it's very simple in how it works as well. You just go to prize picks, you pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projections, then you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you against the projected numbers, which is awesome because you're not competing against some shadow expert in the background putting together some team in a basement that you can't beat because you don't even know what it is you can also do cross sport entries as well and really any sport on the table that you can watch you can do a prize picks entry for it includes the nba nfl mlb nhl pga college football men's college basketball women's college basketball soccer the wnba esports nascar tennis mma boxing disc golf euro basketball cricket and more has a whole lot of sports. You can do five different sports in one entry. Why not? That sounds like a great time, if a confusing time. They're also currently operational in 30 states in Canada and offer safe and fast withdrawals. So download the Prize Picks app. Go to the PrizePicks.com website as well. Sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on, all one word. If you deposit 100 bucks, you get 100 bucks for free in your account on top of it, courtesy prize picks. Same goes if you put in 50 bucks, you get 50 bucks back. Uh, don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for that instant deposit match up to $100 at prize picks. Go check them out. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we continue on here with your first listen of the day, talking about rooting interests in the upcoming Toronto Raptors season with our dear pal, Katie Heindel, who uh, will be back doing weekly appearances on the show throughout the season, which is very exciting. We love it. Uh, unless, of course, Katie's traveling to other far-flung locales to report on various basketball players. Then we'll audible in the times we need to audible. But for now, Katie... We're digging in to the second things we're rooting for going into this season. I will turn it to you once again. What you got is your number two rooting interest. Otto Porter Jr. Oh, love it. <laughs> Give me some auto love. Why, what, what you, what, what, why are you so excited for Otto here? Why are you rooting for um, Otto? I've rooted for Otto for a long time, just mm -hmm. uh, in in space, like, you know, doing his thing out mm -hmm. in the wide uh, wider world of the NBA. I thought that his run with the Warriors was really 
great for him. I think it also showed a lot of people who were similarly like this guy's at the end of his career. Like we're talking about mm. people like detractors from Pascal that were like, you know, what more worthwhile can either this guy add to his game or can he bring to a team? And I think he mm -hmm. showed that like, you know, a hundred times over that he could, he just seems super charismatic, really energetic, great like locker room presence. Like it's weird to me to call him a vet. He mm -hmm. doesn't seem like he should be yet, but I, I mean, in that locker room, yes, he is. Mm -hmm. um, he just seems like a positive force. And I really like watching him play basketball. He's got yeah. like a very interesting style. The Raptors don't, really have anybody like him which is I'm to say to... he can shoot well yeah there's that. <laughs> there's that. <laughs> he's quite fluid though i find and mm -hmm. i think the raptors are more of like their style is just disruptive and frustrating right yeah. um but uh i find him very like he plays a like a more beautiful brand of basketball that sometimes i miss watching when i watch raptors games but yeah i'm rooting for Otto. i think he it will bring a lot to the team on the on the floor enough i think so too and what Otto has going in his favor at least when it comes to my rooting interest in him which is high is that he is one of these guys who got unfairly branded as being bad at basketball because he mm -hmm. had a contract thrown at him that he obviously couldn't refuse because it was mm -hmm. insane money and was probably impossible for him to ever live up to like it's not his fault what was it the nets threw a massive offer sheet at him and the wizards had to match and were paying yeah. him 30 million bucks a year or whatever it was like sorry that's not Otto's fault like of course he's gonna take that money and he kind of got this brand as like oh he's uh, underachieving doesn't make the money he's hurt all the time which fair he does get hurt a lot and that's i think going to be something the raptors have to be mindful of this season but those guys who are very clearly good basketball players who get thrown a ton of money and then are instantly branded as bad because they don't match their contract value uh Again, is real dunked on brain so shit. i hate it it sucks it's, it's terrible so slippery because like then yeah. are you going into every season equating like okay x amount of shots equals x amount of money like are you yeah. calculating out this guy's like yearly contract value and mm -hmm. then like making up arbitrary amounts, you know, like mm -hmm. one, like 20 stops, like 33 <laughs> points shots. Like it doesn't make sense. There's no way yeah. to live up to money. Yeah. It's which ridiculous. is just like a, just an arbitrary concept too. I, I want to say like contracts year to year, right? Like it's GMs don't know. It's like what's mm -hmm. on the books and who seems like they're worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just it's, uh... a few people decide that. It doesn't make it like <laughs> the law of the land. <laughs> and you can like evaluate a basketball player on his worth without having to throw in his spot track uh, annual salary metric or whatever the hell you have. It's uh yeah, supporter has that going for him for sure. Mm -hmm. Rooting hard for him. I think he's going to be a very important piece of the team. As I talked about yesterday, maybe he's too important for my liking early on where it's like, oh, these middle these in between lineups with no shooting whatsoever are a little bit hairy and he's going to have to play a lot to make those work. Well, the lineups um, are going to be a mess for a little while. It's going to be a little bit of throwing <laughs> spaghetti at the wall, I think, yeah. for those in-between sort of mishmash lineups. Uh, but that leads me perfectly into my next thing, Katie. What what better way to make those in-between lineups a little more shooty, a little more dynamic, a little more fun, than to let a man live out his destiny? I just All I want in life is for people to find their calling, find the things that make them happy, and then do them. And I don't think anything makes Gary Trent Jr. happy than gunning away. And I really am rooting this season, Katie, 
for Gary Trent Jr. to get in touch with his inner gunner and just be the high-usage sixth-man gunner man that we all know that he wants to be inside. I hope he kind of finds that. I hope the Raptors allow him to find that. It, it just That's really one of my top-level rooting interests this season is the Gary Trent sixth-man of the year like uh, award-winning ballot. Like, it, it just... It, he embodies everything you want from a six man he has no conscience he can create his own shot he can hit hilarious difficult jumpers as guys around him defend real hard and they'll win sections of games where gary trent jr is running the show eight to three but they'll win those sections of games that's all i want to see katie we saw a little bit of it in the last preseason game against the bulls gary running loose with the bench i liked what i saw and also i think if they get to the point where they're able to allow Gary Trent Jr. to be the sixth man for this team, come off the bench, run with the with the reserves, it A, gives him a space to kind of do his own thing, which I think they're mm-hmm. going to have to find pockets of games for all of their main guys to have their own sort of time to own the game. That takes care of that. And it also means that Precious Achua is probably shooting threes very well, which is a very important thing as well for the overall health of the team. If Precious is shooting threes, it allows you to move Gary's shooting out of the starting five, allows you to go with that crazy defensive monster unit to start games, and allows you to have Trent come off the bench. Uh, Yeah, I I think this is a thing that I really, really want to see happen. I don't know if it's going to happen at this point. You know, the the way that they've kind of used the preseason, it does seem like he's going to be a starter, and that might be entrenched, but I still have hope, Katie, that they will come to their senses and realize that gary trent jr is a six-man gunner at heart and let him live out his destiny uh what are your thoughts on the gary trent jr six-man experiment i think it's pretty likely i Mm -hmm. I mean when you look at the way the roster is going to shake out and who's going to need minutes you know like i said i think things are still uh what was that that motorcycle (laughs) (laughs) things are still very much like in flux with that Mm -hmm. as they tend to be at the beginning of the Raptors seasons uh, these last few seasons just with like all the new guys coming in but um, I think Gary the sixth man is a very comfortable spot for him because in some Mm -hmm. ways it takes the pressure off but it puts just the right amount of pressure on to come in and be a change maker you know like change not just like the the flow of a game but also like yeah change the the shot pacing the shot Mm -hmm. creation that's probably not (laughs) happening uh when you're coming in uh off the bench like that but Mm -hmm. i think it'd be good also like i'm trying to think the last time toronto had a really good six man that i supported a lot because there was like that four months of lou williams lasted for such a long time Yeah, there was the four months of Terrence Ross six man before he got traded for Serge Ibaka. The best four months of my entire life. Uh, (laughs) I'm just hoping that Gary Trent Jr. can bring that back a little bit. I I really want Gary Trent Jr. to be my new Terrence Ross to fill the Terrence Ross shaped hole in my heart. He doesn't dunk enough for that. I don't think. I don't think he can can dunk really. But (laughs) no one can ever be your Terrence Ross for you. That's just Terrence Ross. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I wish he would have the other. I don't want to watch the Magic ever, and I, I've watched does. too many Magic games in the Not last even. six years since he got traded. Magic for my fans. <laughs> don't say that. Magic fans are nuts, man. They they'll come at you. The, the playoff true. series a couple of years ago, it was like, oh god, I've never seen my mentions be more hellish than this. Uh, 
Katie, we're going to come back on the other side. We're going to dig into our third biggest rooting interests in this upcoming Toronto Raptors season. We'll get to that in one sec. But just a reminder that you can check out Locked on Leafs every single day on your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube. Our pals Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti running through each and every Leafs game. They start tonight. They're playing the Montreal Canadiens. That should be fun. And uh, it will help you forget what happened with the dumb baseball team over the weekend that I'm still angry about and will be angry about probably until the spring. Uh, <laughs> right, go check out Lockdown Blue Jays wherever you get your podcast. Not Lockdown Blue Jays. You can listen to that show too, but it's very sad this week. Go listen to Lockdown Leafs wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, all the Toronto shows are fantastic. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Lockdown NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get to it now, Katie. Our third rooting interest for this upcoming Toronto Raptors season. What you got for number three? I've got um, the like, I don't want to call them like the baby Raptors because they're mm-hmm. not really, but just like the little, the little like newest Raptors mm-hmm. um, that I'm still not quite sure, you know, will they be primarily two way, primarily like 905, like where are they going to get minutes? But I want to see them get minutes uh, with the team in Toronto. But, you know, guys like DJ Wilson, mm. Ron Harper Jr., honestly, like Malachi Flint, Delano, mm. I think Delano Ben will factor a lot more. Yeah, he's Probably. had himself a preseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, into into this season. But um, you know, I think uh, I'm not really sure, like what, and I guess Christian Coloco too. But I mm-hmm. again, like that seems a bit more set to me. But those yeah. other guys, like especially somebody like DJ Wilson, who's like you know been around the league a little bit. I think like there's a lot of potential there. There's just something to be said for like getting the minutes and getting the runway that he hasn't really had yet. And and I will say that, you know, the Raptors do have a good track record mm. for giving that to players, right, who don't have it and come here and kind of get to shine a little bit. Like we just talked about one of them, like Gary Trent Jr. is mm-hmm. a great example of that. Different point of his career, 100%, but still. Um, mm-hmm. So I hope that, you know, the Raptors can gift some of that time and energy and shine to, to those guys especially. I have to say, Katie... I'm not optimistic about your boy DJ making this team. I, I think there's really one spot up for grabs. And <laughs> Gabe Brown's been popping. I don't know. Gabe Brown's looking all right. I, I, I don't think Josh Jackson's going to make it. I just He had a really, really rough go the last couple mm-hmm. of preseason games. I don't really think. Like, Josh Jackson, I feel bad for him. But also, he would be the eighth best version of whatever the type of player he is is on this Raptors team, and I just don't really see it. I didn't um, name Josh Jackson, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> Wilson, maybe there's a glimmer of hope for Wilson. I I don't know. I, I, we'll see. I, I'm surprised we haven't seen any cuts so far, honestly, from uh, the preseason. Because like usually before the last preseason game, they'll try to get a couple of guys. You know, they'll cut them if they know they're not going to make the team to give them time to land somewhere else. We haven't seen that, so maybe they're Which like truly deliberating. Hate yeah, because it's like. Don't give me hope if there isn't any, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, maybe they just truly don't know who's going to make the team out of that group of guys right now. And 
um, you know, it, it, we'll see. It, you know, Jeff Doughton could be in the conversation to con- get converted to a one-way. Maybe they move one of these guys to a two-way. It's hard to say, but uh, but that would come at the expense of your boy Ron Harper Jr. Perhaps, or or maybe not. I don't, maybe I don't know. It's it's difficult. There's too many guys. I keep forgetting all of the different guys who are at the back end of this roster. If I'm being uh, completely honest with you, There's and a lot of guys. the sort of the quarter by quarter competitions and you know the sort of fluctuations into who i think is going to make the team make it very difficult to kind of parse through but you know dj i think has a better chance now than i would have said he did two preseason games ago so that's Mm -hmm. good for him um you mentioned my third rooting interest and look this is a guy whose game i don't especially like i don't think he's even especially all that good but He's had a hard deal through his first two-plus seasons in the NBA. It's Malachi Flynn. Mm -hmm. I just want to see Malachi Flynn establish himself as an NBA player, whether it is doing so now to then land on some team where he's going to be able to play more, whether it's he just finds a backup point guard role on this team, which seems maybe unlikely if Delano Banton's going to play as well as he has. Again, I I don't think Malachi Flynn figures into the long-term plans of the team necessarily i don't even think that he necessarily should he has a lot of you know glaring holes in his game but it's hard not to feel for a guy who had no summer league coming in was drafted two weeks before the season started played his first season in tampa where it was all made up and the points didn't matter then he plays last year he gets very sparing run the first time he does get regular run where he looks good he gets hurt he gets hurt this preseason it stinks. I feel really badly for him, but I, uh, I, I'm still rooting for him to find some sort of solace this year and, you know, carve out an NBA career just beyond this season. Because there's a world in which this is the last season Malachi Flynn gets to try mm-hmm. and make the NBA. He's a 29th overall pick. Those guys cycle through the league pretty regularly. And so I am, uh, I'm hopeful for him that he can kind of figure things out. Where are you at with Malachi Flynn coming into the season? Do you have hope and optimism that he will, in fact, play a big role in this team? Or is it more of a sort of pipe dream situation where you're rooting for the guy at heart, but maybe you kind of see the writing on the wall? I'm rooting for him. I don't. Mm-hmm. I can't say I ever really stopped. Um, he's one of those guys where the inverse is true of what I just said, is the Raptors, I don't think, have really given him much of a runway but then he did come in at a very like disrupted time in the league mm-hmm. at large and certainly mm-hmm. with Toronto um I I often wonder how much that plays a part into like your first year in the league as a rookie also as like not like a high pick rookie where you're kind of you've got that working against you too you're not really going to get prioritized you've got to really establish yourself did he do that as quickly as he could have we can't really know because we don't know what the circumstances were behind the Mm -hmm. scenes so to me there's still just like a ton more question marks right and gray areas um but of course i'm rooting for him i don't Mm -hmm. think he'll have a big role with the team i don't think he i don't know if this is fair to say like i don't think he ever was going to have a huge role or maybe Mm -hmm. his role was his to define depending on like the circumstances around the team which is like the other players they were going to get and fill in from then to now and mm-hmm. like that landscape has shifted so many times too. So it's much harder for him to get a, like a solid footing, but I would like to see him get some consistent minutes game to game. Mm-hmm. I think like yeah. that could be like the biggest help for him in his career, whether that's like with the Raptors or that that's continuing, you know, with another team, that's mm-hmm. going to be what does it more than just like this, like quick flash, you know, it's like, just get consistent minutes game to game. 
Honestly, I think maybe if you were rooting for Malachi Flynn to have a bigger role on, in, mm-hmm. on an NBA team, you might be rooting for him to get traded at some point this season to a better landing spot. And, and mm-hmm. like, I don't know what the Raptors get back in exchange. Maybe they do one of these sort of small ads at the deadline or whatever, a couple of seconds, Malachi Flynn, you bring in somebody. But um, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's hard to... Like, again, I don't love his game. I don't like watching Malachi Flynn necessarily a whole bunch. I don't think the team is very suited to Malachi Flynn's style of play. I don't think they should tailor their entire system to their 14th best player or anything like that. But you have to root for the guy considering the sort of long Mm -hmm. odds he's had at the start of his career. He's got like the sort of, oh man, that could have been Desmond Bain thing going on as well, which is again, totally an unfair criticism for the player. That's the team that drafted Malachi Flynn over Desmond Bain. It's not Malachi Flynn's fault. He was taking 29th. So he's got that going for him as a rooting interest. Uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that you know, we see Malachi Flynn in the NBA beyond this season, whether it's for the Raptors or whomever. I, I think, you know, obviously this season will have a big part to play in all that, but uh, hard not to feel for the guy considering the very terrible hand he's been dealt in his very brief NBA career so far. Katie, that's going to bring us to the end of our Rooting Interests episode. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Uh, do you have anything you would like to promote for the good people out there? Um. I will soon, but uh, in the meantime, (laughs) you can read Basketball Feelings uh, at basketballfeelings.com. I'll plug your newsletter. Oh, thank Welcome you. Welcome to Substack, Sean. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> glad to be a part of it. Just wait for my uh, my, my my heel turn uh, <laughs> where I start talking about TV ratings and why the TV ratings are down and all of that. God. Uh, but people should <laughs> – I liked your first post, and people should read it. Thank you. It's yeah, Post Touches, a Toronto Raptors blog. Uh, go subscribe. It's in my pinned tweet on Twitter if you want to go and uh, be one of the lovely people to support. There are a couple paid subs. Our pal Simon Cott, Trilly Mo Pena on Twitter. Uh, one of my favorite Twitter handles, also one of my favorite guys. Paid subscriber. We go follow Simon. He's the best. Um, I have to send Simon a personal message myself. I keep forgetting to do that because he's amazing. Uh, anyway, we've got... Uh, the, the podcast free and available wherever you get your podcast go subscribe there support it all good you've got uh post touches again as i mentioned you've got your second listen of the day which should be locked on leafs ahead of the season opener tonight i know the leafs are kind of in one of these like talk to me in the spring type situations but they're fun and cool and mike and dave do a great job covering the team so go and support that podcast and we will talk to you again on thursday with another episode of locked on raptors unsure what's on tap for tomorrow just yet but on friday we're going to have a super fun episode is Tony East from Locked On Pacers and Pat the Designer from Locked On Bulls are going to join me and we're going to do an Eastern Conference draft. We're going to draft five teams each. The team, the person who picks the teams who combine for the most wins will be the king of the world or whatever the thing is we want to hand out as the prize. But that's going to be Friday's show. Should be a lot of fun. Um, we'll get back to you on Thursdays uh, in, in due time. But either way, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you again Thursday. Katie, we'll talk to you again with another Whatevs Wednesday next week. And we'll t- have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.